I'm Simon Kemp, and you're listening to the SAP Coffee Corner Radio Podcast. In today's episode, Gregor, Christian, and Martin are back to give us their day two recap from SAP TechEd in Barcelona. Not to be left out, Tom and Vata join the three about halfway through the episode. I just want to take a second to thank you all for doing this. We really appreciate it. So grab a coffee, sit back, and enjoy. Hello and welcome. This is Coffee Corner Radio, uh, live from Tech Barcelona, or live after Tech Barcelona, day two. Um, it's five minutes after midnight, and yeah, we're sitting together in a smaller round today. So first, um, I want to say Servus Mitternacht. Mitama. Norbert. Yeah, and uh, my, uh, I'm Gregor Wolf. Christian Drum. Martin Fischer. Yeah, and that's our smaller round today. So the others are still potting in the beachfront uh, in uh, Barcelona. And we want to do the wrap-up. So uh, I ask in the round, uh, any interesting sessions you attended today? Oh, indeed, I intended attended several interesting sessions. So I started in the morning with the um, programming model for SAP Cloud Platform, mm -hmm. hands-on session, four hours. Yeah, I only I... did two of them, but <laughs> it was still still pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think we, we were in the same session. Uh, we made it to the end, or not completely through it, uh, but we at the end were able to send a tweet via the um, messaging queue. So it was really an extensive session. Uh, so starting with uh, doing the, other, uh, the, the cloud programming model in Java, then there was also a Node.js uh, application, all with UI5 frontends, but also integrating then via Cloud Connector to the backends. And that was all done in the Cloud Foundry environment. And I really must say it's now getting there to being ready for prime time, so to use in production also. Because last year was really a bit, uh, it was always, it's, it's not yet so completely documented. Um, the knowledge is not out there, but now we are getting there. I think the only part I was missing is that all the services which were exposed were not protected by any security. So this is a part which is missing, and I think there should be quick uh, fixes to really get documentation and tutorials out there to uh, secure also your backing services. Yeah, that, that should be part of the tutorials from, from the start, starting yeah. point, right? Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing to do, but it, it must get there. Yeah, the, 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 so I, I thought that the, the application or, or the whole architecture that was part of this session was, was really impressive. And the pity is, I think you can't do it afterwards because you, at least not in the trial environment. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a little bit sad because I couldn't do it to the end and you can't do it in the trial environment. You need a productive account. So that would be something I would mm -hmm. be hoping for that yeah. in, in the years to come, whatever is there prepared for TechEd because a lot of a, a lot of effort goes into it. It's, it's great content. Um, SAP should make sure that people could also try to or could complete complete the session afterwards as well, and mm. not only on on site. Yeah. So so Thomas Grassl, if you hear us, so um, 
uh, go out to the teams and and ask for um, more RAM uh, assigned or more quota assigned <laughs> to the Cloud Foundry environment trial. That was really really required. Ask for more everything. <laughs> what, what I heard today, Thomas said uh, they will add some some more memory uh, to the drive because oh, they they did some tutorials uh, by themselves and and find uh, found out that there is a need for it. Mm -hmm. That's good news. So so Martin, any. So uh, my morning, so I started quite early, uh, especially if, if you think about that we are in Spain here. So 8.15, uh, I started with the introduction to the RESTful upper programming model uh, by Marcel Hermans. And afterwards, I did the technical deep, deep dive. Two very interesting sessions about uh, state-of-the-art upper development or, or what's uh, in the pipeline. Um, so the the restful uh, upper pro programming model so far is only available on uh, upper pass um, so most probably or probably it will be available on the next uh, s4 release mm -hmm. in the um, yeah in the above stack on prem um, a very good evolution of the the Fiori uh, programming model, including CDS use, POP and and OData and uh, UI5 or Fiori uh, frontend apps. Um, lots of improvements. So yeah, the it's not only a framework right now, or it became kind of part mm -hmm. of the language. So. Uh, in the end, we've got typed interfaces compared to that uh, untyped interfaces which were used in Bob. So mm -hmm. that will lead to more stability for sure, less uh, runtime errors because of programming errors, which mm -hmm. you can only find out at runtime. Um, I really, really like that they uh, separated the, the uh, parts of the CDS views to different CDS artifacts mm -hmm. right now. So I remember three years ago at TechEd where they introduced the CDS based POP programming approach which is uh, part of the Fiori uh, programming model mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. uh, there were big discussions about how how that could be that you mix up the data uh, data layer access with uh, UI annotation that's now separated in different artifacts mm -hmm. which really makes sense from my, uh, from my side. Um, I also heard that there will be uh, what you see is what you get editor for uh, UI annotations mm -hmm. for the Fiori elements. Uh, it's not uh, there yet, but it's in the pipeline. So you will have that editor in the web ED, uh, IDE and uh, the CDS uh, UI annotations are generated after activating uh, mm -hmm. that, that view which you are defining there. That sounds very promising. Mm -hmm. So for me, that uh, rap model makes really sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I also had some Twitter discussions after the session today. If it uh, will make sense to start right now with the Fiori programming model already, um, although you, we know that it will not last forever. Mm -hmm. um, so as you said, uh, there will be a, um, a migration path. Or they will. It's it's already on the roadmap uh, for 2020 uh, because they have internally, of course, the same issue that they have to to um, yeah migrate the application they are building with the programming model mm -hmm. right now. Um, yeah, nevertheless, I think it makes sense to to uh, take a look on on all that new stuff. 
or it's not that new. Pop is there since years mm -hmm. and matured uh, no, over the years. Yeah. Uh, matured <laughs> over the years, but uh, the the thinking of how you uh, build your application mm -hmm. will remain the same. So, in my opinion, it really makes sense to. Mm -hmm. uh, to have a look already on on the different artifacts which mm -hmm. are used uh, also for the rep program model, mm -hmm. and so my last session about ABAP today was the uh, ABAP roadmap. There was also some interesting details. Uh, Boris Kepard, uh actually uh, yeah said that that there will be a separation of the. Netweaver and the S4 stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, S4 will get all the updates still, but uh, there will not all updates and and uh, innovations will make it to the Netweaver. Okay. So they will not downport everything. And in the beginning, I didn't realize uh, the consequences, but I had some discussions about that today. And yeah, actually. Um, yeah, that means that there is no uh, ABAP stack available anymore without having the, the suite or any mm -hmm. other application mm -hmm. on top. So you need S4 mm -hmm. to get the latest ABAP innovations. Mm -hmm. That's something I guess partners maybe uh, will miss or also customers who uh, kind of say we keep the call clean, mm. which is a message uh, beyond... Uh, uh, told us yesterday and I think it's an important message and say okay we we are going to implement our uh, custom code on a different NetWeaver system mm -hmm. but uh, that would imply that you have to set up a sports system a complete mm -hmm. one and uh, this also implies that you have to have a HANA database mm -hmm. uh, underneath mm -hmm. um, and I'm really wondering uh, what it means for any trial version mm -hmm. so um, so, because a trial version with HANA, I don't see uh, mm. right now. Um, so the, 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 the ABBA Pass trial offering is not there yet. Mm. I hope there will be an offering for, mm. the, for the future. Yeah. And I see uh, also a need to, to have uh, yeah, the ABBA platform also on-prem without the application on top as a trial version mm. to, yeah, for, to, for, just for education reasons. Mm. Yeah, and and so yeah, that's uh, really something interesting. So to so that, have that, have that has been the roadmap to document. Mm -hmm. right? so, yeah. mm -hmm. so I guess Chris Christian Lechner pointed pointed it out on Twitter a, a few weeks back that it's on the roadmap documents. So that's the latest or the the, the only or the last um, standalone Netweaver version will be seven fifty two, and starting seven fifty three. You will only get the version including um, S4 HANA, mm -hmm. so no standalone that we were in. Okay, so quite quite big news uh, outside the keynotes. <laughs> yeah, and actually, of course, it wasn't told that, like that. I, as I said, I wasn't aware about the consequences at yeah. the first size. I just thought, okay, that, that's just NetWeaver, but mm -hmm. I didn't get that uh, that it means that they don't ship. Uh, just the application server without mm. the application on top anymore. Yeah. So uh, to add to your point with uh, uh, Fury extensibility, I've attended one of the mini code jumps, and that was really also very informative uh, because uh, I even learned that they plan to have uh, code or annotation push down 
into those artifacts you described. So that you have this UI artifacts, so UI annotation artifacts, and uh, you will be able from the web ID, you have this graphical editor, and then it will collect all the annotations in a local additional annotation, but you can push it down into the backend as long as this backend supports it. Uh, so that is also interesting uh, news that you push it into the backend, the configuration or the uh, UI annotations and your UI will follow. Uh, that's cool. really nice. And yeah, in the in the show floor, we had uh, I had an interview with Thomas Grassel and with a nice beer he brought over. <laughs> and, uh, so we, um, as there is uh, one central place now for developers to reach SAP. So just what we used to at other websites, uh, it's developers.sap.com. But that's and, not really new. Yeah, but it had to be re-enabled in ah. some way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there he talked about some improvements that there is now a central repository of all the uh, trial downloads you can do. Oh, I guess our our uh, Belgium friends are just arriving. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so let's go for pause for a minute, and I think we then will continue uh, with uh, five and zero. So. Yeah, we welcome now also Tom and Walter. So say hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Good. And yeah, uh, I already heard now in the off uh, discussion uh, that Walter wants to add something for the ABAP community too. I think ABAP moving to the cloud is a, a new world that opens for the ABAP developers and maybe even for other Java, Node.js developers, it opens new opportunities. Mm-hmm. In in which uh, so which direction you're thinking? Take for example, if you create an, a new service, and it would be easier in ABAP than in than Node.js, for example. Maybe okay, not yeah. today, mm-hmm. but maybe in several years from now, if they keep investing in ABAP in the cloud, and it will be easier to create a new ODS service in ABAP. Why wouldn't it be possible for other developers to also join ABAP? Mm-hmm. And if they also reduce the ABAP stack in the cloud compared to Node.js and make it more lightweight mm-hmm. than it is today, it opens a complete new mm-hmm. world. Okay, so how Cook, you heard the challenge. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you really think it's realistic that the ABAP stack will ever be as small as a Node.js stack? Oh, it be? looks today not. But if you look to what they did with HANA, they also created HANA Express. If, the, if you see where mm-hmm. ABAP is coming from, you have also an ABAP version you can download. They moved to the cloud. That are big steps. And it's only in a short time that they mm-hmm. move to the cloud. Imagine what they can do in a, several years. In take four years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked to one guy there working as a side project, as a student project, where they're trying to, to get the ABAP stack as small as possible. To, to get it shipped for, for education purposes. Yeah. Um, so that could be a nice fit to, to what you just were discussing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same that you need to do for the cloud. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a SAP stockholder, I also hope that they can uh, shrink the size so they need less hardware, but you get the same out of it. Yeah. Would solve the issue with the dry versions as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hopefully. And so. we have trial accounts with ARP in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of benefits. Did you guys look at any of the demos at the at the exhibition floor? I saw the uh, IoT demo for uh, the Leonardo services. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so with uh, Leonardo Edge, is it called, if I got it right? Um, yeah, funny things with having a, a machine to to mix... Uh, Drinks? No, medicine, <laughs> actually, <laughs> pills. Um, and having, of course, a blockchain there to get all the records in and uh, to be compliant with their validation stuff. Okay, with blockchain, um, I'm not that convinced that the use cases we are seeing today are, are the ones uh, which are really made for that. So I, I don't see the big advantages so far, at least for this one, which uh, in, in which it was only for kind of the same, very same company. Uh, in my opinion, it needed to be something where you have uh, would have several stakeholders, several mm -hmm. companies, or maybe some administration authority uh, part participating. Um, but yeah, the scenario was okay. I'm I'm uh, starting that machine, I'm mixing uh, the recipe. Mm -hmm. uh, the recipe is locked down actually in the blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, we we've got the signals back and could analyze all, all the stuff which uh, actually in there in the IoT cloud there was that um, Leonardo Edge uh, software running on that kind of uh, industry Raspberry Pi uh, supporting different protocols. So it's impressive how that that gets more mature. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We actually did already a, a proof of concept, and it's running uh, um, at the SAP office in Belgium. Ah. We did something with the pie and uh, measuring the water flow pressure, um, and we installed the Edge Gateway on the Raspberry Pi. It's really cool because you can install interceptors, yeah. and from a distance you can change the the Java coding on the. Mm -hmm. Um, on the Raspberry Pi without even being nearby. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so you're moving processing uh, to this edge device to reduce and also the load on your central systems because yeah. you can do processing on the device. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We actually use it to identify based on the water usage which type of coffee it is. But you could also, <laughs> <laughs> you could mm -hmm. also use it to say it's too low, it's just um, yeah, the maintenance of the coffee machine is not mm -hmm. interesting. We filter that data. Mm -hmm. That's also possible with Interceptor. And mm -hmm. about blockchain, I have the feeling if I compare it with um, last year, uh, last year it was blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. But this year I have the feeling that SAP is holding back on that topic. Yeah, I, I have the feeling in the whole industry, uh, this hype is <laughs> kind of gone or, or not, not as big as it was yet last year. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just not that convinced that there are that many use cases for, for that. I, I no, think there's potential in, in that uh, concepts which are out there, but maybe they need to be reworked for, for real business yeah. scenarios at yeah. least. But if there is at least one customer with a possible scenario, SAP needs to be ready. And yeah. That's why they have to invest in it. Yeah, of course. I think it's not uh, not the wrong way to have a look on innovations, uh, but you, it's also needed to have a, a critical look on them. Yeah. Um, I also like the approach they're taking, as well as blockchain or for the machine learning, that they're not starting like in the the old times to to reinvent the wheel. Everything has to come from SAP, yeah. but instead they. They package up what's there, what what's kind of proven, um, hyperledger or or the the Google machine learning stuff, and just and just wrap it in a way that it's easier to consume for 
Yeah, for the for the for the mm -hmm. user types SAP has in mind and the developers, mm -hmm. so you yeah. don't need to be an, an really hardcore machine learning expert in order to use the services, and mm -hmm. you don't yeah. need yeah. to and be that, a hardcore that, blockchain expert. That well. I think was was always a, a benefit of SAP uh, packaging up complex thing in something which is I think easier to consume by developers or by by business people uh, because say yeah that's i think our core competence yeah, yeah. Uh, in the past they often took stuff kind of re-engineered it or changed it and then sold it as their own stuff now now they are just a contributor on the one hand side and also uh, uh, yeah people who just or a company who just uses other technology or open source projects. Mm -hmm. um, coming back to the Edge, uh, Leonardo Edge stuff, um, as I'm also sometimes uh, participating in uh, the Things Network, uh, LoRaWAN meetups in Stuttgart, um, I also asked if they are supporting that. Um, so they are at least prototyping so far mm -hmm. to have a connection to that uh, the Things Network infra infrastructure, so the Edge uh, devices pushing the data there over an, mm -hmm. an, an uh, LoRaWAN gateway uh, and there they have cloud-to-cloud -cloud connections. That's also something which is really cool. They are uh, mm -hmm. also supporting different protocols on, on the Edge device uh, and in the end the hardware just needs to be able to run a ch uh, Java mm -hmm. uh, uh, so that you can uh, kind of deploy the, the edge software and it's mm. also possible to have some kind of, of buffering or caching if you'd uh, somewhere out in the field mm. um, where you don't have always a network reception you you would need mm. so uh, funny thing and yeah coming back to what what uh, Christian just said about uh, the machine learning we also uh, Christian and I had a discussion about the machine learning services was also quite interesting for me at least. So it seems that there are different parts of SAP are investing time and development and, and mm -hmm. uh, including working on that stuff. But now they are um, trying to kind of unify it and uh, make it all... Make it one platform. Make it one yeah. platform. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really curious what there will be next yeah. year. Uh, there, there are some some and, cool, yeah, cool and, stuff and, on the roadmap. And that is one example, I think, with uh, having this machine learning evolution and uh, putting that into Svana and Svana Cloud is always a uh, front runner. But if you want to benefit from that, that is really the argument: keeps the core clean, to be able to upgrade as quickly as possible, uh, to leverage these new possibilities. Uh, yeah, I just want to say one thing about the machine learning. What Christian mentions is, is the good part of, of it. There's also bad, a dark side of it. And that's it, that if you know what's behind it, for example, TensorFlow is behind machine learning, it's free. And it's running on Amazon, which is a lot cheaper than SAP. Why is SAP charging so much to customers for the machine learning service? Yeah. Oh, good. So we heard the arguments of uh, giving better uh, quality of service so yeah, like better pricing. Um, but, but running but it in an enterprise a, environment that's it's one argument. It's business models yeah. you can do with open source right it's yeah. it's what what Red Hat does it what Suze does yeah. it's free it's available but if you want to have support you have to pay for the support and yeah but customers will do it on their own. I, 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 I don't sure. think so um, I, I think uh, if you look at the 
job market in, in, in our areas um, that will already be a hurdle for many companies so you don't get the data scientists on mm -hmm. if you are just thinking about a, a small starting project where you do an MVP or something like that um, you will not just hire somebody for that. I, I uh, also think the pre-trained models are an interesting approach, right? Yeah, but so the, there are a lot of models out of there in the internet, not only the, the ones from SAP. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, there is but a, SAP a, has a special data, about, right? about after machine learning. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, but but uh, there, there are is, better models also... than SAP is already providing, and for free, it's yeah. there is already a big community behind it. Yeah, but how easy can you consume them compared to how easy it can yeah. be with SAP? That's the, maybe also the question this, because it's often SAP yeah, adding I, a and, layer on top, and I, making it easy uh, how, to consume How, how many pre-trained models for matching of invoice data are there out there on the market? Mm -hmm. How many pre-trained models of, of I don't know, I matching you, customer contacts? of the models that are out there. Yeah. We have yeah. someone internally that's a data scientist and he said there are for everything that's available there is a model existing already everyone mm -hmm. in the machine learning community is sharing their models for free the models that sap is using are also coming from that community mm -hmm. yeah. I, I i think the, the still the business model of sap is they say it's uh, it's business ready it's enterprise ready uh, we are so we it's we not. At yeah, but it's not. <laughs> maybe I, I don't. Can, I, I'm not able to judge that one uh, if they right have now. One but solution, it mm -hmm. will be different. Yeah. Then I agree. It's one solution that covers predictive machine learning. Then it will be different. But at the moment, it's not ready. It's not ready. But I think I could make the difference in terms of not needing someone with that kind of profile and, and that's what they are working on what they the barrier yeah, there let's true. say that that's that can true. be the strength of yeah. what sap can do yeah. and yeah. the long-term term support which yeah. is i mean we are often complaining about sap is changing strategy and and just saying some products will die but compared to an open source product uh, that's still very re reliable what they are doing mm. Um, so I think that's also a reason why companies go to SAP and use the, their software. Yeah. Long-term support for yeah. your yeah. long-term projects. So Tom, any um, interesting stuff you found uh, today? I did a hands-on session on change request management on Solution Manager in combination with HANA Cloud Platform. So using Git, Jenkins and Web IDE and deploying your changes uh, through what mm -hmm. is so-called charm. Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. So I need to look into more details, but they published uh, best practice and documentation on GitHub, mm -hmm. how to do that. And um, I believe also the, the build template for Jenkins, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it should be something that's rather complete in terms of how to put this in place at a customer. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. So that's for me yeah. Yeah, was so a nice, nice mm -hmm. session to be in and something I have to look into into more detail. Uh, but basically it enables you to use Git mm -hmm. and, uh, and Jenkins and, and use the change management process in the mm -hmm. way that the customer might be used to it in terms yeah. of a customer that's doing on-premise and then cloud. So mm -hmm. more of a hybrid setup. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and there is even that uh, also the possibility still with uh, CTS Plus that you can um, connect your cloud developments to the CTS Plus change and transport yeah. it through the landscape. So that was that was the case. Mm -hmm. So that was the this in this case it was those tools, uh, but you can connect it to any tool basically using the mm -hmm. same principles. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and yeah, it was mm -hmm. really. A good start of the day, I would yeah. say, and uh, something I will look into. Yeah. So just uh, yesterday, I, I forgot to to mention my VR uh, experience. Uh, I've, How um, could you forget it? Yeah. I, <laughs> that was really. I, I I think I just removed it from my mind because I I was really seasick after the VR experience. <laughs> that, Did you swim? Uh, no, it was not swimming. It was just driving in a in a in a shop uh, floor like uh, so um, they had the case of uh, adidas um, which is what is their vision for the future store and you uh, were walked through the different scenarios for marketing for production for logistics and so on and it was nicely done but i got completely seasick <laughs> but movement is not a good thing if you're not moving i think in terms mm -hmm. of vr demos it's better to yeah. teleport to another location yeah. so i see also in games you can teleport to a location mm -hmm. and then like you have doom vr mm -hmm. and then it makes more sense to teleport and then shoot, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of really moving because if you're not moving yourself it's something that just yeah. makes you sick so okay yeah good overview again thank you and i think we we call it a day because there's one day coming up or today it's the last day of TechEd. i will stay one day more for the uh, Barcelona Insertrack, so SAP Insertrack after Tech it's a Friday, <laughs> so I can continue and will also perhaps do a live um, video stream from it, uh, or you can watch it uh, recorded on YouTube later. So yeah, with this we sign off. Servus miteinander. Good night. Good night. Good Thanks for listening. Remember, if you've got any feedback or suggestions for the show. Don't hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter. We really appreciate getting all the insights from our community on the ground in Barcelona. And we'd love to get more podcasts by the community for the community. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>